Okay, well, we've harped a lot on the offense, but the Chiefs went all in on defense in last year's draft. Seven of their 10 draft picks in 2022 were defensive players, and three of their picks in the first two rounds were spent on defenders. Nick, can you see them taking a similar approach in this year's draft? If we came out of this draft and you told me that five or more of the players were on defense, I wouldn't be surprised, but it's more about are you spending your value picks on defensive players? Like last year, you had two first-round picks. They were both defensive players. You had two second-round picks. One of them was a defensive player. Brian Cook was at the very end of the second round. Leo Chennault, end of the third round, linebacker. Joshua Williams, end of the fourth round, cornerback. So it's it's not just the sheer number, but it's your most valuable picks were spent on defensive players. It wouldn't shock me to see them go edge rusher in the first round. Like if they say, okay, we don't love the wide receivers here. We think there's better value in the second round. We need to get a pass rusher. It wouldn't shock me to see them take, you know, Felix and Utica Uzama out of K-State or uh, Keon White out of Georgia Tech, whoever you like. But if they didn't take, I mean, if they went defense first and second round, I'd be a little surprised. Because you only have two picks in the top 92. I mean, your third pick is is pick 93. So, like, are you going to wait all the way to pick 93 to take, a, to take a wide receiver or to take an offensive tackle? I do think this, like, one of the one of the positions that you think is a prior, should be a priority for the Chiefs, they're not going to address it the way we think they should. Because we How always so? go in, well, because we we always go into the draft thinking, okay, wide positions of need, wide receiver, edge rusher, offensive tackle. So first round, second round, third round needs to be some combination of those three picks. So let's say you wanted to go right in that or first round, we'll take a wide receiver. Second round, we'll take a pass rusher. Third round, a left tackle or right tackle. Or maybe you'll say, no, edge rusher, first round, right tackle, second round, wide receiver, third round. I'm telling you, it's not going to work like that because the boards, the, the, the draft's just not going to fall perfectly into the Chiefs' lap. Like, yeah, maybe there's a one in 10 chance that that does happen but there's probably just as good of a chance that they'll get to the end of the first round and say, okay, we'll take an edge rusher here. We'll take our wide receiver in the second round. And then you get to the end of the second round and all the wide receivers you liked are gone. So do you add a, a wide receiver that you don't like, or you don't think is going to be good? No, you take a, a right tackle. And then maybe you get to third, the third round and you say, okay, well, we hate all these wide receivers too. So like th those sorts of things, I think just happen on draft day. And that's why these teams, you know, they're doing mock drafts. They call them simulations. But they're trying to figure out all the different scenarios that could possibly play out so that they have a plan regardless of what happens. And I'm sure there is like a break glass in case of emergency plan of like, hey, what if we think this guy's going to be here and he's not? And then we think those guys are going to be there in the second round and they're not. And there's a chance they're going to say, okay, well, I mean, hey, we may get through the first three rounds and we don't have an offensive tackle because it just never really worked out like that. And I think that happens to a lot of teams every single year. You think it's all, oh, you got this perfect plan. We're going to wait till this round and then we'll get him. And because we think he's a sleeper, but then somebody else grabs him. But the beautiful thing is if I'm just looking at the last couple of years, Kayla, it does seem like things have just kind of fallen in place for the Chiefs. I think that's 
in part because of their infrastructure, right? Guys like guys like, uh, you know, Jalen Watson and Isaiah Pacheco probably aren't having success with all 32 teams in the NFL. So it's not always about like, Hey, this is the best scouting department. It's like, no, it's the best organization. So they have created an environment where guys can come in and succeed right away. But boom, you said, I, I, yeah, I do. I do think though, there's a chance that like, we're going to get to the draft day and say, oh, I'm surprised that they didn't go after this position or that position. They probably tried to, it just didn't happen. By the way, we're exactly two weeks out when this podcast will be released. The two week right. countdown is on. It's um, on. I know we talked about this, like right after the Super Bowl. Um, now that we're kind of like, have made some moves in free agency where, what is your, where do you still see our biggest need in the draft? It's definitely wide receiver. Okay. And the biggest need is one of the weakest positions in the draft. And that sucks. That's great for us. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Not. I mean, you know what it is too, Kayla? It's I am getting, I heard somebody say this the other day. I'm going to steal it. I heard somebody say I'm getting small receiver fatigue. Because I look at this draft class and it, I just, every single receiver I go through, it's just 5'8", 180 pounds, 5'9", 170 pounds, 5'8", 185. Like, is there anybody? Small guys. Over, it's all small guys. And listen, those guys can make it in the NFL, but not on the outside like not going up against other teams, number one corners. Those guys are few and far between. Like the dudes that small who make it consistently in the NFL, you got, you have to have one. Okay. Well, if you don't have the size and strength, what do you have? You have to have everything else. That's why Tyreek Hill works. I was going to say Tyreek small, but dang. And dude, fast. by the way, he's fast. He's strong. Like he's so, he's so like compact and strong and he's an elite route runner he wins jump balls like that's the thing about Tyreek remember how many times he would he would jump up and win jump balls yes guys his size don't usually do that also you have to think about like hey you're gonna get hit a lot so Tyreek got hit what do he always do pop back up you weigh 180 pounds (laughs) how's it gonna feel when you get crushed coming across the middle NFL, I mean, NFL cornerbacks, Kayla, they're like the best ones are six foot, six one, six two. They're long, they're rangy. They are going to shut you down. So you better be really good at getting open because you're not going to win a lot of contested catches against cornerbacks. So there are some guys in this class that I think will overcome that because they're just like that talented, like Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Probably going to be a first round pick. He is, I want to say he's five nine like 180 pounds, 185 pounds, but he's so lightning fast. Mm -hmm. And he's just like moves with this suddenness that it's like he puts defenders on their heels because they're constantly trying to anticipate what he does. That kind of stuff can work. But if you're going to be small, you better be really good at something else. And I look at this draft class and I see a bunch of dudes that are small and also like they're not super fast. And then they went to the combine like Jordan Addison, your boy. He's your boy because he's from your neck of the woods. He went to USC. Um, so he's your boy. Oh, I was like, is he from Missouri? Where is this? Oh, he's okay. from USC. Oh, okay. And he was, he's like 5'9". He's like 5'10". And then he went to the combine and he ran a 4'5", 5'40". And I go, okay. Like, it's not 
not that fast. And then he did the uh, agility drills and he didn't do well at those either. And I said, you're not that shifty. So and he's like, well, he's a good route runner. I'm like, yeah, but, but everybody in the NFL is good. Like, <laughs> that's great that you dominated in college. But in the NFL, it's it's a new level where they're ha- what do you hang your hat on? Mm-hmm. You can't just be like kind of good at stuff. You can if you have an elite trait. Like I know one thing this guy brings to the table. I know one thing this guy does that will translate to the next level. And that's like this this receiver class is just full of dudes where I'm just kind of like, hmm. I don't know. I don't know if this guy's gonna make it. And then, like, my gut tells me, well, some of them will. And I'm like, "Uh, there have been some years. There have been some years. You ever see those graphics that, like, somebody will put up on ESPN or SportsCenter or Bleacher Report? And it will just be a picture of the top 10 from a draft class from 10 years ago. I saw one the other day. It was the 2013 (laughs) draft class where the Chiefs went Eric Fisher in the top 10. It was him and a bunch of dudes that we never heard from again besides Lane Johnson. Isn't it crazy? There are some years where the draft class is just weak. And I feel like that might be the case with this wide receiver class. Goody. Can't wait. Does that get you excited? (laughs) Two weeks. I will not panic until all is said and done. Well, what will happen is they'll take a wide receiver and then we'll hear Veach talk about him in the press conference right after. And I'll say, we loved this guy. We watched, you just turned on his tape. You know, we thought he was the best receiver in the class. And we were thrilled when he fell to us at 31. (laughs) We're all going to get fired up again. We'll say, hell yeah. That's right, baby. 